This program is an experiment, an exploration. It's been put together with enormous enthusiasm and equipment designed for other purposes. The basis of it is an unlimited supply of magnetic tape, recording machine, and a group of technicians who think nothing is too much trouble provided it works. Commencing, we're all still having the invasion sequence. Well, it's been just a moment. A hot moment, indeed. But we're back after a couple of weeks uh, immersing ourselves in Electric Forest, the leading up to, the during, and the recovery. We've been busy bees. So we're here. uh, We're going to recap Electric Forest, and then we're going to, I'm going to try to dig into my brain. (laughs) Dig deep for that one, Remember what happened at Bonnaroo, because it seems like it was a year ago by this point, but we're going to recap that, and uh, we'll get through that as quickly as we can, and also try to remember all the songs that we have wanted to play on this show uh, that we've heard over the last few weeks. So we'll get things started with this uh, new one from Chris Lake and Lee Foss. There's some controversy. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, this is Lies, Deceptions, and Fantasy on Warehouse 11. Lies, Deception, and Fantasy. Keep on floating in my memories. Hell is empty, about to freeze. Keep on dancing with my sanity. Lies, deception, and fantasy Keep on floating with my memories Hell is empty, about to freeze Keep dancing with my sanity
Lee Foss, brand new stuff, came out just last week. It's called Lies, Deception, and Fantasy. Let's talk controversy, shall Yeah, we? I actually kind of forgot what it was. So, the lyric, even if it makes me blind, I want to see the light. That's a lyric that was in an, a hit song by San Holo called Light, mm. where in his song he says, even if it makes me blind, I just want to see the light. So they released a song and people mm-hmm. jumped all over him. We're like, "Whoa, what the hell, man? It's doing lyrics." Yeah. And Lee and Chris Lake were both like, "What are you talking about?" And people had to explain to them like, "It's Son Holo. It's a song called Light." Like, who? Yeah, they were. They literally were like, "We don't. We've never, literally, never heard this song in our lives." Wow. And uh, I think like throughout this discourse, Lee Foss was like, "Well, we DM'd him. We're waiting." And I think they conversated about Interesting. it. Interesting. Last I heard, they were like fine and everything I wonder was cool, how you reconcile that yeah because <laughs> hey, like, bro i mean yeah it's not like it's necessarily a. you know he was the first person to ever utter those words no 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 but he put it in a song first he did and that song is arguably that very artist's biggest hit popular yeah. he does play it twice or three times per set yeah in various forms for yeah. sure well if uh, Fun stuff. if we get any more news on that, you'll hear about it first here <laughs> on Warehouse Eleven. Of course. Uh, my name's Kent, by the way, and Clayton is Hi. the other voice on this program. We uh, often forget to introduce ourselves at the top, but we play house and techno music, and we talk about the music industry and uh, festivals that we are going to or have gone to. And one of those uh, is Bonnaroo, which was now almost a month ago. But Kent went. I did. And he's going to tell you everything he thought about it. So here's the thing. A month later. We did a preview episode of Bonnaroo, and we talked about how much we didn't necessarily love it in past experiences. And so I will say that I went in with really low expectations, and I, I my, my inclination for going in the first place was that Odessa was one of the headliners. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I'm going to give it another try. I know they've made some improvements. A couple of years ago, they saw like a super steep decline in mm-hmm. attendance, and then this year they sold out. Now, I don't know what the mm-hmm. number... Yeah, nobody knows what the number is of a sellout for Bonnaroo now. Yeah. It used to be like 100,000 people was a sellout for them, but the word on the street is it's more like 80K or maybe even a little less, so who really knows now that it's part of the Live Nation family... Um, all sorts of different things uh, have come to come to develop there, but I don't know. I set the bar really low, and I walked out. And I think I told you this that I just I wasn't mad that I went. Well, that's good. Um, sometimes I am well, of shows. I, we've talked as well. Also, the 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 first arrival and just dealing with oh yeah everything when you first get there. Yeah, traffic can be a nightmare. Yeah. Just the logistics of getting in and getting settled. So I got there a little later. I didn't get there till Friday. So I think the original 
um, rush had kind of already been through. I was able to pick up credentials, tickets, and get right in and parked and in the venue in no time flat. Now, on Saturday, I went and I did have to, I went at sort of like prime arrival time Mm -hmm. and I did have to wait in a line of cars for a while. But some of the people were posting on socials that they had been waiting for like 16 hours to get into the campground. That may be a little bit of a, um, you know... A fib, uh, yeah. Maybe they fibbed a little but either on way, that time, but that pe- like people were waiting a long time Holy to get crap, in and folks. settled. And so I think, again, I think it's just like those growing pains that came back around yeah. after um, they hadn't seen that level of crowds. Okay, so one of the the biggest things that changed, at least since I had been there three, two or three years ago, was the plazas mm-hmm. in the campgrounds. And this is something you don't. So Electric Forest's neighborhood pods, right? And EDC had like the what did they call it? The what did they call those? We have a map sitting right behind yeah. us there, but it was you know the area where they had stages and like programming activities. So Bonnaroo had at least seven or eight of these plazas, and so they're essentially areas that you go to to shower, use the bathroom, uh, you know, just find information or whatever it is. Um, but they added sort of uh, stages and just unique elements to each of these different mm-hmm. plazas. So, for instance, one of the plazas had this incredible forest immersive art experience that was set off in the woods a little bit. And that, this is separate from the, like, in the woods stage. This is just like a, mm-hmm. an installation where it was very similar to some of the stuff Electric Forest does, but projecting a lot of stuff on the trees, and there was like a, a soundtrack, and I just kind of looped. So at any point of the day, if you just needed a break to get away from everything, mm-hmm. you could just go chill out in this spot. This exact same plaza also had a museum for everything Nashville-related. That, that is cool. Super I think that's cool. awesome. And the, the, the vendors that they had there were all Nashville-based food vendors, like Hattie B's. Uh, fried uh, Nashville style hot chicken had a, a booth there and that kind of stuff. So that was neat. Another place, uh, another neighborhood plaza had like a roller rink. Another one had uh, like another type of stage or whatever. So there were several of those, and that's really cool because that's right next to your campsite. Yes. So you're not walking all the way in the venue, which, as we know at camping festivals, can be a haul. Um, so it just it kind of spreads things out and it also allows things to go well past mm-hmm. the normal closing time for the venue. So that was probably the biggest change that I noticed. And a couple other things, the stages were set up just a little bit differently. Like some of the uh, stages that used to be under tents were now open air, which I thought was a nice change. Which I'd love to name them, but the names are always so hard yeah. for me to even tell apart. It, the <laughs> very first one that's essentially under the Ferris wheel or mm-hmm. really close to the Ferris wheel used to be a tent. Um, when I went a few years ago, they, they, they made that, that open air, and it was it went from being a tent that had a lot of different things to mainly dance music. Yeah, and I and I feel like I remember you talking about that. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was that was welcomed, especially on some of the hotter days, just to get a little more um, air in there. But I'm trying to think what else was like new and interesting or well quick correction yeah um at camp edc yeah in the center so they had your camp counselors for your like camping area sure but the mesa the mesa was, was the... the main fun place that had your stages your interactive 
art installations yep. and like you know the rides and whatnot yep. so yep yep the yep. mesa at camp edc yeah so those were the biggest structural changes um that i noticed a couple of things were gone or at least i never found them and mm-hmm. like the comedy tent seemed to not exist anymore but i which think makes me sad i, I thought think, that was a super unique thing they did yeah i think some of that may have been going on in the plazas sure so maybe they split that up but i also don't really remember seeing a lineup for comedy like they often no, and no. like like the movie tent that was also no longer there unless i just didn't find it but i did go three days and i felt like i like i was on purposefully looking for stuff like mm-hmm. this and didn't find it so if i didn't find it and i was looking for it other people probably didn't either um, there were in place of that, it seemed like more VIP, like viewing areas and chill out spots and that kind of thing. And where, uh, and we will always argue on how this is supposed to be pronounced, but oh my god, it's you're there's, wrong. There's, a, there's an art car that makes its way around to a number of different festivals, but it, it's like Bonnaroo staple and it's. It's it's uh, K A L L I O P E. Yeah. Let me count of three. Let's say it. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Calliope. Calliope. <laughs> See, it's mine's faster and easier to say. But mine's right. <laughs> mine's just fun. Calliope. Hey, uh, let's go to the Calliope just stage. Sounds like so cantaloupe. Here's the thing. Well, isn't that fun? Who doesn't like cantaloupe? Cantaloupe is subpar at best. Uh. Anyway, that stage w- was tucked away far at the far edge mm-hmm. of the main venue and that is where like I was gonna say you I saw found, some great sets there right yeah that's where it all kind of came back or I don't know I guess that's what made me enjoy my experience the most was mm-hmm. everything going on down there and nothing was really starting there until after 3 a.m. Yeah. and it was going until till sunrise by saw sunburn and some other artists that were just um uh, some were playing in other stages and others mm-hmm. were, you know, more locals and that kind of thing. So, so anyway, that was a fantastic Would you say they were spot. still doing uh, surprise guests that were just showing up? Or yeah, because Sunburn well was not okay. programmed on that stage at all. And, and and it was one of those stages where people would walk up and they're like, who who is playing? You mm-hmm. know, and you just hope somebody knows hope who someone it is. someone knows. Yeah. Okay, so I'll talk about some of the um, performances that I saw aside from that. And I want to talk about the food and some of the experiential stuff in just a moment. But let's hop back into the music. This is a, a new artist we have never featured before called Pax, P-A-X. And the song's called Rave Me on Warehouse 11. I'm not gonna do that. 
I see PAX abbreviated for a number of different things in the really like passengers. Oh uh, yeah, passengers for sure. Um, I, I can't think of anything. Maybe that's the only thing. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> persons, but I don't. I don't know. I really think it's. Then passengers. I was just thinking. I, I originally, I thought expats. That's not the same word. What? I don't know why I thought that. Anyway. That's an Uber term, though. Like, you're a PAX. Yeah, Uber, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three PACs. They, yeah, they three usually Three they persons, usually whatever it is. Anyway, this is Warehouse 11, and we're talking about Bonnaroo, which I went to a month ago now, and uh, it seems like they had a, a, a good ear, all in all. Um, they Yeah, the lineup was... Interesting. Interesting. Here's the thing. I think that they stacked the lineup around artists who have solid followings, yeah. uh, like communities of people, which, which Fish being one of the top yeah. ones. And, and we're going to let them play three or four times. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, they just, I mean, there are people that just follow Fish around every, anywhere mm-hmm. and everywhere they go, no matter what. And so that brings a huge 
older demographic to the show, yep. but uh, that also has money to spend. So, um, you know, that's helpful. And then I think Odessa has a pretty good Odessa following. Odessa has that. I think people, I don't know if I'd call it like, it's not the same following as those two bands, but Cardi no. B definitely pulls in for sure a crowd of people. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think um, some of the other headliners didn't necessarily have follow, you know, that big of a following, but it was a, a nice combination of a lot of different genres of music, which it always is. And I mean, that's what they're known for. Mm-hmm. Um, but performance wise, I I don't remember what the count was. So how many times I had seen Odessa prior to this particular tour prior oh, to man. that. I mean, it was uh, like six or seven or something, but wasn't wasn't the best experience I've had. Uh, probably one of the worst. And that was mo- there were a couple of things at play. So the sure. main stage, at, which is whatever it is that stage or what the what stage is, is the main the stage what, yes see i am con- just locking in on that this is just pandemonium <laughs> i don't know why i mean i'm sure somebody was like it'll be so funny we'll just name all the is stages. it this stage is it that stage but Anyways. I don't find it humorous whatsoever because it's very confusing. Ken just crossed his arms. I did. By the way. He said, "I don't <sighs> like it." Anyway, so the main stage, um, yeah. There, I, I think one of the issues you get into is there's people who are going to shows who like may absolutely love the artist, and they're surrounded mm-hmm. by people who have no idea who that artist is because they're waiting for the next artist after that person to. Um, Got like a good spot. Yeah. So, for instance, I was surrounded by a lot of non-Odessa fans who were just trying to figure out what Odessa was. And at one point I heard them say, well, I thought they'd play at least one song we knew. And I like my heart just fell into my shoes nah, at that mate. park. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, I can't even think of the name of the artist that was, was Post playing. Malone. Post Malone. Yeah, that just escaped me for a second. But, yeah, a lot of Post fans, mm-hmm. which... I watched his performance from a TV screen uh, in another area of the venue because I didn't really have interest in watching <laughs> that, and it was weird. Your boy was drunk. Yeah, he was. On he was on yeah a, a level. Um, what about in the context of house and techno? Yeah. How what? I mean, you said sunburn. Obviously, Calliope was the place to be. It yeah. Like. And then on the last day, I had a great time at Dombreski, mm-hmm. who was on one of the open air stages. And I mean, there were just, you know, as, as we talked about in the preview episode, there were only, you know, there were I, only a handful. Exactly. There. But what they did bring, I think, would be amazing. And I really see. think probably everything at Calliope slash Calliope was Bullshit. probably house music. Yeah. Or at least electronic music, you know, at that point. It's so hot but, right now. Oh, my gosh. I just had so much fun at that stage. And Sunburn got on, and the first track he played was Fisher's You Little Beauty. Oh, really? And then the second track he played was Tits on a Tricycle. Amazing. And the party really just kicked off. The funny thing about that song is I feel like people aren't reacting to it as much as I am. I'm like, do you guys hear this? These lyrics, they're, they're hilarious. Like, and we're just buzzing around like, yeah, yeah let's a good take track. them out for a spin. Absolutely. I'm like, Are you what? So, <laughs> anyway. Okay, so food. Yeah, so I think Bonnaroo might be one of the best food festivals around. I mean, they have this whole bacon land where they're making like all these Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And there, there's an okay. art piece that's actually this like giant pig built out of metal that they're roasting 
a full pig inside oh, this. Oh, I remember yeah. that. And I then, completely but, forgot. But you can do like bacon flights where they have like all these different types of bacon mm-hmm. and how they're cured and that kind of stuff. So that's one. Um, but I just noticed there's a lot more food being made fresh on site, like barbecue wise. And then just so many different food trucks just stacked up in a line. Anything you can imagine yeah. um, there. And then, of course, everything they had out in the campgrounds as well um, in the plazas was was a nice addition. Mostly, like I said a while ago, like Hattie B's. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they have this here. The shack was there. Shake Shack was there. They were not. Really? No. I they were. Was, they did uh, Coachella. Oh my bad. I was okay. hoping You're that hope, they would be yeah, at Bonnaroo because okay. it seemed like a place that they would be at this point. You'd or they, the festival seems like it would lend itself to that. Uh, but maybe it's just too far from like any other probably you know location. Um, so I, th- I think the food's phenomenal. Of course, Peachy's Baking Company, which we could talk about them in either well, let's segment. Let's save here. it. Let's save it for but Forrest. They they uh, they were there on site as which is where I was first introduced to them, and they were great. So great as always. Also, there was I don't know I I did get some Greek food at one point because I was just looking for some some kind of healthy uh, late option of yes. Uh, well, I got like a platter uh, of stuff, but it was just very fresh, good food. Nice. So. And then you want to talk about things other than like experiences or whatever, or you said music? Yeah, what else did I say? Food. I mean, of course, um, the Christmas Barn was Chris- back. Of course. Um, which was great. It's and iconic. They can't. Yeah, they can't I mean, that. I just, I, I love that spot. But they, they had um, a lot of brand activations on mm-hmm. site and Google had this giant one that I actually never got into um, just because the line was always long but I know they were giving away stuff there and they had like an ex- like a VIP viewing deck oh, that you cool. got and, and if you had like a Google Pixel you got like front of the line access or something like that and they was were that by out, main like, stage probably yeah, uh, yeah. no by the like the, the second largest stage so okay yeah that this stage well, that, that, I stage, don't, that one I the don't one know. Cardi B and like Casey Musgraves right and, and the Lonely, Lonely Island. Island yes which that was hilarious and phenomenal and honestly I had kind of forgotten that they were going to be there so it was after Post Malone like everybody just floods out of that mm-hmm. main stage area right in there and it's just an SNL skit come to life. So I finally saw a clip from that like yesterday, mm. and it was when they brought out the shy guy to sing "Sicko Mode," and he yeah. like whispered in the mic. It was it was really good. Yeah, I mean they just started with this track of like we're on a stage, we're on a stage. Yeah, and so uh, and they just went from there, and I think they ended with "I'm on a boat," and before that the I just had sex, and the whole crowd was just like losing it and go nuts. So that was great. Um, but there were there were some free food being handed what? out. The whole not during that set, but at other points in the weekend, more than I've ever seen before. Like like brand sampling oh. stuff. So like uh, El Paso, I believe, was doing these street tacos to promote like a new taco shell that they put out. But you could just mm-hmm. walk up and get these two full size tacos for free. Yeah. So I got those both days, and then um, there were. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to think of what the actual brand is. And see, this is where you have to question whether it was effective what they did. But pizza rolls. Who's the brand? Totino's? Yeah. Totino's pizza so rolls. So they had like a pizza roll party mix that had little mozzarella bites and pizza rolls and something else. So it's probably okay. a new product that they sell, but they were 
handing those out right next to the Christmas barn. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Late night. So they were doing that late night, and then the tacos were like afternoon. And then I'm trying to think if any any other... PBR had an interesting situation there because they were one of the sponsors, you could tell, but they had a bar with various types of PBR, like various alcohol levels. Oh. So you could get regular PBR or high alcohol content PBR or low content, probably like the low Cali. And then they had a, a non-alcoholic PBR version, which oh, wow. I'll never understand that. But yeah, it was funny to look at the menu of just like PBR options. That's, so Yeah, that's wild. That was cool. Um, so if you had to give it an Ooh, A plus to tough. F ranking for this year. I think, I, I think I'm constantly comparing it to past years and, mm-hmm. and knowing that I didn't have a great time. But I mean, I it's probably pretty far up there. I'd say a B plus. B plus. Yeah, that's good. Let's give that's it that. Good. Bonnaroo plus. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Um, and and just the last thought is. Uh, the bathroom situation is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They've they, built infrastructure yeah, for that now. So they have permanent bathrooms. They have, I think, some almost permanent showers and stuff out in the campgrounds oh, and yes. some other stuff, too. So they've just really done some great work on that, and you can tell everybody appreciates that. It did feel like a sold-out crowd at times. I really? will say that. that like, especially when the main stage ended for the night and people were scattering it was Ooh. busy yeah, I'm sure so you're kind of getting trampled over the other thing that's interesting uh, is how many vendors come to Bonnaroo like that are selling mm-hmm. clothing or festival gear or items or, or fidget spinners or fidget spinners or whatever else but it just seemed like they had a whole mall of those vendors there so that was um, yeah maybe maybe that's just because they sh- shove them all in one smaller area but yeah, anything you can imagine, you can find there. Well, there you go. So that's my Bonnaroo wrap Kent up. does Bonnaroo 2019. The results are in. I probably have many more thoughts that I need to um, put to put in writing, um, but that's what I got for now. Perfect. So we'll talk about Electric Forest in just a second, but we want to get to this track by Knife Party. This is a bit of a throwback. Actually, this is from, from 2014. Their album Abandoned Ship. Yeah, up and, on house playlists near you. And the song is called EDM Trend Machine on Warehouse 11.
Knife Party. EDM Trend Machine. This song's five years old. Ta-da! Still relevant. Good job, Knife Party. Also five years old is Electro Force Radio now. That's right! Go us! Celebrated that anniversary this year. Still need to post the photo. We do. Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. Random media lady took it. Yeah, indeed. So let's, uh, let's talk about it. We spent... Almost we got 10 there. days on site. Mm-hmm. Maybe exactly that amount. Um, it was a beautiful year. For, it was an amazing I mean, year. And with the threat of rain looming over right. for the first few days, yeah. that never panned out. Yeah, Thank yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. And even the very first show day, what was that, Thursday? Mm-hmm. Um, as you talk about lines to get in, that was an obstacle. It was. I think that it was a year of long lines. I think that's what people are going to walk away with that went. But yeah, I I think getting that's that's. Yeah, it's also just kind of this is what happens when that many people Mm -hmm. are trying to go to one place all at one time. EDC is never going to figure out the traffic yes. issue. It's just, it's just you're going to w- be in traffic. Yep. You, this is just what happens when, I mean, there's just not that much infrastructure that you can change to change that that much. But anyway, uh, yeah, the line to get into the main venue, I think to get into camping was pretty manageable. Most yeah. people were actually complaining. Yeah, quicker than yeah. usual when we walked out there. Uh, but to get in the main venue was a little rough um, on that first day. But anyway, then a storm system was moving pretty quickly aggressively. and it looked yeah. scary as hell yeah but as it moved across the lake the lake just it was gone like evaporated the whole storm and it never actually hit but it did it did form this incredible shelf cloud that mm-hmm. people were posting pics and taking um photos with and stuff so that was cool um, but otherwise yeah no i think we had rain one day but it wasn't one like it wasn't even like enough to keep the dust down for that yeah, long yeah i know I mean, it's always welcomed at that point. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, didn't have to evacuate mm-hmm. and uh, upset any of those rail riders. <laughs> so happy yeah. for them. Good good for you guys. Happy for you. Where do we start? Yeah. This is always hard for me because, know. you know, I, we, I haven't felt like I've experienced the festival properly in a few years yeah and that you know like we i got to walk around a lot more than you did you were stuck in a studio sure um well i I probably walked around more this year than maybe other years for sure definitely but yeah um and so i i caught lots of snippets of lots of sets Mm. and popped in and out of many different art installations so which, by the way, if you want to hear any of those artist sets, yes, those are being aired. yeah, those are being aired on EF Radio as we um, surrounded by this program, so you can hear those um, around the clock right now. Mm-hmm. They're being played back, so just tune in, and you never know what you might hear. You never know, and some will be out on the Electric Force Radio podcast too. Yes, in the coming weeks. So, um, as far as let's start with artists. Let's just start there, okay. shall we? So yet again, Odessa. Odessa was, was um, there, and. For you, Odessa nerds, they did play the Sundara set, which yeah, they played at one other place, right? Besides um, here, or was I don't it know. Only? I mean, it, it and it wasn't exactly the no. same set because they had less time, mm-hmm. but they did start with Loyal, which was what they did at Sundara, and they included something about you. The Tears. remix they did and Tears. yeah, yeah. So we had the we had a really unique opportunity to watch the set from the front of house. Um, sound booth right in the middle, yeah. so we had a good vantage point there. Um, Very except excellent. for all the totems that were just 
blocking Of use. course. Although I feel like over the years I've seen less and less totems. Really? I, th- I feel like the first two years I went, it was bonkers. Mm. Like, it was just... Maybe you're just more accustomed to it. It probably is, yeah. in all reality. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so Odessa was Thursday night. A uh, great way to really kick off the whole weekend. I caught bits. Walker and Royce. Oh, yeah. And People asked what other artists we liked, and I and I had to... That was my first thought. It was like, easily. Walker and Royce. Um, they were, but they were with Artelan doing uh, <laughs> Escapade. Escapade. Not Escapade. I kept calling... Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> now we t- don't know how to say it. It's definitely Escapade. Escapade. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> this is like our Calliope. It's literally the same thing. argument. But they uh, were they were amazing. Um, interesting pick, I thought, this year, but was still... Pretty much, pretty fun to see. T Pain, mm, yeah, throwback artist. Yeah, reminded me of my middle school days. Yeah, uh, he had the infamous. He was too damn hot in his yeah. pants. Somebody threw the shorts up to him. Fun moment. Yeah, for I don't, sure. You know, interesting choice. But I think he's fun. You I know? think and they've. Well, the thing is, they've tried to bring a, a like a, mm-hmm. a, a. I don't even. I want to say like social friendly rapper yeah. essentially into the mix every year and they've canceled pretty so much many. every year. Yeah. Was it like Fetty Wap the year before and like somebody else the year before that? And uh, they just, Lil Dicky was yeah, supposed to come yeah. one year. And they just somehow it just never pans out. But and so everybody thought T-Pain was going to cancel as well but he did not. He did not. And he put on quite a show and his uh tweets and stuff around that were pretty hilarious as well. Yeah, they were so. great. Gorgon City. Gorgon, Gorgon City. City Live hmm. specifically. I thought I'd never seen that yeah, set before. And if I would have closed my eyes, I wouldn't have thought hmm. that they were playing a live drum kit and like had live vocalists on stage. It just sounded so crisp and so good. And the only reason I had a hint that what that's what was going on from far away was that the the vocalist was saying things like "We love you, Forrest." Mm, you know, like he was right. jumping into his own um, sure. lyrical space and saying that. So it's like, oh my god, yeah, this is this is a live uh, act right now. Right. And they of course played like a late night set at the Observatory, which was for sure packed. It was absolutely packed. packed. That was the moment I kind of realized, like, this is a it's a big year. Yeah, there are a lot of folks here. Yeah, um, more than ever. More than ever, and it, and it showed. It was they came out in force for Gorgon City and, and Sherwood Forest proper, which was really cool to see. Yeah. Um, At the same time that Kaigo was on, which I think he played a houseier set than we realized, because yeah. I saw some videos later. I was like, hmm, maybe completely we should have strolled or strolled by. Completely missed out on that, that one. We didn't. We were too too far in the forest. Yeah. No, we were busy with that um structurally there were a couple changes uh the forest stage was gone and the the honeycomb, honeycomb stage was in and uh, i think it was a really cool place to hang out it was uh as opposed to being a traditional stage that it was more like a podium in the center mm-hmm. and the audience sat around it there was a giant raised platform you can get on with like a couch and a living room set up really really interesting Place. They brought in a lot of beatboxers, which I yeah, thought was fun. They did. And uh, singer songwriter types and things like that. But it was a really cool stage, and I hope that it sticks around. It's so like a circular um, amphitheater mm-hmm. style type thing. I think like Coliseum almost, but on yes, a small that's scale. A perfect word for it, actually. Yeah. So that was uh, new. I'm trying to think the um, the chapel was is a permanent structure now as opposed is. to just a tent. And it was like about an, a real floor. And they're doing um, a variety of different like curated parties in, in the chapel this year. Um, what else structurally? 
The hangar was slightly tweaked. Mm, they course. added in like an alleyway sort of thing, made it a little more. Yep. I felt like it was more of a bustling city yep. feel. Yeah, there was there. a lot going on in there. Carousel Club was excellent as always. Yeah. They had the Studio 50 Forest day-long disco yeah. bonanza. Which I think was kind of the highlight, was probably the best curated event. I, I yep. think so. There was such a, I don't want to say vibe, so yeah, overused, for sure. But, but, but there was like it was such a a groovy time. Like, well, it was, it was just everyone was getting down. Also, like the majority of the production staff were in there for that particular <laughs> yeah. night um, because yeah. when uh, when Jellybean 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 Benitez was in there, who used to be Madonna's DJ, was just spinning like all these throwback disco tracks. But then threw in some like modern house music yes. with it as well, and just kept going. And going with it, um, everybody was going nuts. And that I mean, was great. Just, like these circles of people like dancing, and people were hopping in the middle and uh, strutting their stuff. Yeah, it was great. There were sequin jackets. Ken yeah, I didn't have one, one unfortunately. It was really somebody sad. called me out on it. Though. I know. So they're like, "You better wear that sequin yeah, jacket." We were, we were in line at a food vendor, and somebody recognized the Warehouse Eleven logo on, or some, or I don't remember which. It was the Warehouse was, Eleven, was it? Yeah, because yeah. they said you have a warehouse shirt on. We were both yeah. like, "Okay, what? What do you think this I is?" I know. Like, no, we heard the podcast. I was like, "Oh yeah, my god!" I was blown away. So, so shout out to you guys if you're still listening by any chance. For sure, it was awesome meeting you in line for Peaches baking company yeah 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 i was like we didn't get any peaches we didn't get peaches what you're talking about uh yeah it was for amish donuts we um, got it four five every times day, every day every single day yeah. no regrets yeah no regrets in at fact all. one day so we got the three pack i think each time every time uh, so we had a donut and a half but one Except. day they gave us four donuts <gasps> without asking, so we each had two donuts, and my tummy hurt afterwards, but it was worth it. My heart felt good, though. Right. Tummy hurt, but heart and soul was satisfied. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's a good start on Electric let's, Forest. Let's play, a, let's play a jam. Let's hop into a track. Uh, we're talking a lot this episode, but we have a lot to share. A lot of feelings. We've seen a lot of things since we last talked to you. So this is, uh, I don't know, how do you, how do you want to pronounce this? Um... Co Co Coo Co C O E O something like that. This track's called Japanese Woman, and the inspiration for us playing this was because it's very disco-y. Disco house. We're bringing back those Studio Fifty Four Fives. This is Warehouse Eleven.
Japanese Woman by Koeo. Koeo. We'll go with that. It's an album called Tonic Edits, Volume 6, the ja- Japan Reworks Amazing. on Warehouse 11. And we're recapping Everything Electric Forest this year since that just wrapped up, well, now more than a week ago. We've been yeah. home more than a week. It's hard to believe. So let's talk about some of the changes within Sherwood Forest. So we'd mentioned the chapel, the actual structure itself becoming yep. permanent, but within the chapel, some of the events going on changed as well. Whereas in previous years, it was mostly, uh, I'd call it interactive theater. You know, you'd have people getting fake married and people getting real married, sure. and the whole time the yeah. um, the pastor would be like making people laugh and you know yeah. it was it was again interactive theater you could be a participant in the madness but this there year was, there was some of there that was elements of that theory, for yeah. sure but there was a huge focus this year on these parties mm-hmm. that were actually planned in part by electric forest attendees, attendees yeah i got to actually pitch the idea and then mm-hmm. some got chosen and they worked with a party planner to make it happen yeah so for example there was the purple party where are your best purple be fans of purple that sort of thing there's like galaxy theme there was the ginger party yeah. um, like forest found couples forest found couples you know just things of that nature and i yeah. actually only swung through i only got the chance to swing through the purple party yeah and i thought same. it was kind of cool because if you've never been there's the main entrance chapel doors whatever but then it's also open air on the sides so it's kind of got yeah. little archways that you can walk through to get in yeah. but for the parties those were chained off so you couldn't get in unless mm, you went to right. the front door and you were attired properly so yep. there was a line of people in purple out front and a line of people that weren't in purple on the sides like what's going on here yeah. um, so yeah. I thought that was kind of cool that they had like a semi-exclusive For event sure. going on yep. um, and yet everyone was welcome and yet yeah of course it's like follow the criteria yeah 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 so those were going on at the chapel I thought they were a cool idea mm. I do wonder if the purple theme was a bit like Okay. Yeah, I think I. Yeah, I mean, apparently purple means different things. A lot so of so different I, things to different people. Yeah, there's like purple music apparently, and so that's I think of Prince when I think of purple, and so you know you can apply that in a number of ways. But some guy did come up to me, and he asked if I wanted to go up to the mic and talk about, or he just asked. He was like, "Do you lo- do you love purple?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I like purple." And he's like, "Would you, would you like to go up to the mic and tell everyone <laughs> why you love purple?" I was like, mm, not really. <laughs> You're asking the wrong. It's like color. I don't really think I can describe my love yeah. of, of a color or concept in quite this way. Yeah. So probably won't. And then so I, and then I left. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, there's the birthday party one. That was oh one that I yeah into. yeah yeah. And mm-hmm. so Claude Von Stroke was. Um, present I, th- I think the plan was that he was going to pop out of a birthday cake and i don't think that really came to fruition but nonetheless claude von stroke he was there coming to your birthday party yeah so that was cool yeah so those were neat and then throughout the festival um i think it looked like a lot of the existing art installations that are always there like there's the tower and there's like the the, the nest and the the heart garden and everything it feels like they were beefed up a bit the tower mm. was definitely taller than usual and yeah. they added like a a conservation effort within the, sure. the ground floor of it which was really really cool to see yeah. um and I, I still think one of my favorite elements of the like the, the forest itself is that you have your centerpiece mm. every year that's that's rotating, but they you can still find those other centerpieces throughout. So yeah. the elephant was still there, the yeah. the wooden woman was still there. They, yeah. They're all 
present and it gives it a little yeah heart sign it gives you a little bit of history throughout this year's centerpiece being a metal flower that night opened up into like a heart Mm. looking thing like a human heart yeah yeah it's very intricate very pretty yeah not not Not, as not as large in scale as other ones Mm -hmm. um but still i thought it was um and yet cool and yet a very manual piece of artwork yeah that was uh surprising weird there was a guy that came up with a paint roller on a very large pole that just had to pull those petals down yeah. and push them back so up. It was like a lotus flower and they were just open, manually opening and closing it yeah. at different times. So, yeah, and, and there were a couple of other, I mean, the ocular organ was a, a hit and it just always is and said the sky did a like a surprise mm-hmm. performance there and other very talented people just hop on that piano and and or perform there um but yeah i mean it's we get so jaded to this whole festival it's, and everything it's that's super there. hard because we just yeah. on the production side and doing ef radio yeah we don't get to experience it the same as everyone else does yeah and it's just a totally different viewpoint it's not that i mean we're experiencing just something in a, in a different way um we love it all the same absolutely, absolutely. yeah it's yeah, still yeah. far far and away my favorite festival but, but it's funny when we're trying to re- re- recall like mm-hmm. what we did we just did a lot of running around <laughs> no, and it's tracking like people I was, down and, uh downloading recorded sets yeah and uh editing them yeah and then i did that for four days <laughs> yeah but i mean i i, I was able to kind of look around online and see what the reaction was yep. and it's always mixed it's funny during the festival itself you kind of only see the negative comments people are complaining about this or that or are upset about whatever they may be and then after the festival give people like a couple of days to get home and you decompress guys. and they just like heartfelt just mm-hmm. posts just start rolling in of people just you know talking about these transformational experiences they had and connections that they made and you know sets that they saw but it's just um i don't know it makes it all worth it i guess yeah, at that point no, those, you see we live for those comments yeah the, and it's, the ones that come after and you know you really see what the forest is about yeah and i guess you know we talked about this uh, as well but you know is is the magic still there for the for the general attendee and it is it is we don't necessarily get to feel that ourselves uh too much anymore but um it certainly is and uh, i mean the other thing i i will always say is i i think you do find what you seek there are a lot so if you want to have a rough experience that day then you'll find it if you want to have a very positive experience then you can you can meld your experience in a way that creates it uh, to be more positive even if you're waiting in line for five hours or yep. you you're whatever something at your campsite blew away or whatever it was um, I do think the um, the like renegade RV sets were more programmed or more pronounced or something this year we saw slander. Oh yeah, at the yeah, RV yeah, yeah. on was that Thursday night? Or yeah, the very even Wednesday night. I think it was Wednesday night. Yeah, when people were still crazy packed. Yeah. I didn't. You made the good point of like, how do they even clear enough space? I know. to fit all these people. Yeah, so they so they clearly had made some arrangements ahead of time to be able to bring that uh, kind of setup. But I mean, they were just full on parties happening. It was, in that, yeah, Chile I mean, I think that Renegade sets were, were like the stars. Yeah. But, you know, they're yeah. right there. I mean, they've always been there and they, yeah. you know, they're, they're a rising star for me. I, yeah. I hadn't th- started thinking about it until 
few years ago, and I, now it's like, who's going to be out there? You never yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, much like I was talking about with Bonnaroo, there's a lot more happening in the campgrounds. It's both created by the festival itself and by the yep. attendees, and Main Street is one of those that just, you know, this is only the second year for Main Street as as in the shape that it's in now, but just tons of art and food vendors and the brainery where all the workshops and educational programs and also just weird like late night bingo and mm-hmm. show and tell and other stuff that you can do once Sherwood Forest and the main venue closes and you still want a place to hang out. There are ample, yep. ample opportunities. Um, but uh, yeah, let's see. Is there anything else we missed in our uh, very short time? I mean, probably, to discuss? but... Uh... If we do, we'll tell you about it next time. We'll, t- we'll tell you more. <laughs> I feel like that's the second time I've used that phrase. It's not wrong, though. Not wrong. Okay, let's get to one more track. This is uh, an artist called Who's John. The song's called Got Gam on Warehouse 11.
called Got Gam. I don't think that's what they're actually saying in the song, though. I don't think so. Yeah, not at all. So we're doing an abbreviated uh, wrap-up of these two festivals and trying to play some music in there as well, but I know you heard our voices quite often. By the way, if you want to hear more episodes of Warehouse 11, you can find all our back episodes at warehouse11.com, or you can just search for that on any of the podcast providers. Anywhere you get your podcasts. And then you can hear us live on EF Radio on Thursday nights. Um, and like I said before, we uh, EF Radio is also playing EF 2019 artist live sets. We got some good housey ones in there. All Tune over the in. place, yeah. So that's going to do it for us for this show. Uh, I'm sure that we will think of things that we forgot to mention uh, in our next episode. But uh, until then, peace out. Have a earthlings. Have, have a housey week. I don't know. <laughs> we need to come up with a better closer. <laughs> we do. Have a have a housey week. <laughs> oh my god. This, I'm Clayton. Happy everything. And Bye-bye. I'm Kent. This is Kink. It's called Raw on Warehouse Eleven. Raw. Raw. Raw.